Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. I'm glad you're with us today, and Ben told me it was already nice and toasty out here for me, so (laughs) anyways... (laughs) Uh, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of Isaiah, and we're going to look at God's Word today, how that adversity produces blessings, and I know all of our staff, our pastors, we could just share with all of you what many of you within our own fellowship are going through, just so many different things. If we realize the blessing, sometimes we look at, we overjump everything. And we say, oh, if we can just get through this, things will be better. But we don't want to live our life that way. So what does God's word tell us? Let's pray. Father, we're just so grateful. Lord, even though that we face adversity, Lord, whether it's a a church, whether it's a, a person or a family, we know when we look to you that we don't have to wish the days away. Lord, we know that you give us wisdom and strength for today. Lord, we know how precious every day is, and may we learn to just enjoy it no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through, because you're going to do something, <clears throat> something new, something different, and the hope that we have in that. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I <clears throat> saw, uh, you know, we always heard after 9-11 how that, you know, things aren't the same. And then we heard after uh, things of COVID, you know, we hear everything, we want to go back to normal. And there's a T-shirt somebody had recently that said, normal is not coming back, Jesus is. And so, so I, I, I kept thinking about that. And at the same time, I, I know so many of you are going so many things. How can we look at this different when we go through adversity, whether it's a church or, or whether it's you personally, whether it's cancer or family issues or whatever it might be, what does God's word say when we face that adversity? Well, look at Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 18. God's word tells us that do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God was speaking to to the Israelites in this passage, to his people. He was reminding them, and he gives them this, this picture of two different things. One when they were in Egypt, and the other one when they were crossing the Red Sea. And he gives them the example how that as you... Go and you're not sure what's going to happen in certain adversity that you face. He says, I want you to realize something. I'm going to do something new. And they were holding on. They remember the miracle of what God did. So they were released out of Egypt and they were free. They remember the miracle how they crossed the Red Sea. And sometimes in our own life, you know what we do? We look back on what God has done or something great was in our life. And we still want to live back there. In other words, we wish it could be that way. We want it still to be <clears throat> new in that way. And God's saying, no, 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 wait a minute. 
I want you to see and look forward right where you're at in your life right now. God is saying, I want you to see what I'm doing right now. I want you to see the future in a way, even though things don't look good, I want you to see, and then he points to himself. God says, I want you to know this about me, meaning him. He says this. He says, I can make a river in a desert. I can also make a path in the jungle. And sometimes we don't, we don't think he can do that. What God wants you to know today is don't wish where you're at away. You say, Dallas, I, I don't like what I heard from the doctor or the situation we heard with our kids being <clears throat> teenagers right now and all the different things that you go through or where you're at in life. What, what's happened? Maybe you've lost somebody uh, and they're in heaven now and you just kind of, you're missing them and all the different things. God is saying right now in your life, even though there is adversity, I want you to know that I'm getting ready to do something new. I often think about this in my own life when it comes to, it comes to the church. Like, where are we headed? Where are we headed is, is like as far as what I can say or not say. How am I going to look? And I start thinking about, you know, am I going to be kicked off of YouTube and all these other things? And I can't look at it that way. I have to know as long, here's the key, as long as you are living in the truth, as long as you understand the truth, God's word says he is the source of all truth. And as long as we look to this word as truth, I want you to know you're going to be able to see the future in your life with hope. Let me get back to you with the church. And I know this ups might upset some of you, but I think, oh, man, sometimes I have to share what God has put on my heart about truth. And about what I have to, because if I'm willing to share about truth from the pulpit, then he's going to honor our fellowship. He's going to honor his word, and we're going to see God do some great things in our church. If I don't, he can't honor that. We can't go just as the way of the world. Let me give an example. About two years ago, I said something, uh, and you can go back and look at that message. And, and it was, I was talking about how I was concerned that in California, they are opening up uh, daytime readings at lunchtime at the public library that drag queens were reading story time to kids. And I thought, God, and at the time, you know, Dallas, what do you need to bring that up for? You know, because, because I, I knew as far as the future, what could possibly happen if we don't stand for truth? You can face, listen, I want you to notice, you can face the adversity that you're facing, whether about what I'm about to say or whether what you're going through personally. You can face that so much easier knowing that you've lived in truth. As a church, we have to be willing to stand on that truth. And what Jesus said, I am the way and the truth. He is the truth. Moses, the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So what am I getting at? Here we are two years later, and we're at. You've heard me say this before. I'm not going to belabor it anymore after today. I, I'm tired of singing on the news, and I know you are too. But when it comes to truth... I have to speak it because when I speak it, 
God honors that, and he blesses our church, and he blesses you. You say, where am I going? Well, a couple things. According to the Bible, the book of Genesis, God created man and woman. According to the Bible, God created marriage between man and woman. And there is man and woman as far as what we have in our society. There are just two. And if we see what has happened and what you've heard me say in the last few weeks, you shake your head on what you see in the news. If we let everything run rampant and there are no foundation, what happens? The foundation crumbles. Society crumbles. And we must be willing to stand on the truth. I believe God's word. Now, let me, let me give you to bring it down to an example. Last week, I believe it was, there, there was a volleyball uh, team, uh, girls' volleyball team. They were playing, uh, the girls were playing against some team in the United States, high school volleyball team. Well, there was a guy, and you know when I say this from a pulpit, I, I don't, I never make fun of people. I don't do that. It's not right. But what I'm saying is I have to still tell you what the truth is, even though we might face backlash or some type of adversity because God always honors his word. So there was a guy who said he was a girl who they let play on the girls' volleyball team. Well, the guy gets up, and he's on the front line, and as he jumps up, and he spikes the ball so hard across the net that he fractured the girl's cheekbone on the other side of that and, and, and harmed part of her, her, uh, the neck. I don't know what our paralysis is she has on her neck. Now, <clears throat> common sense says that <clears throat> no matter what a guy says to be a girl, that a man is still a man and a woman is still a woman. And I, and I don't even like bringing this up, but we're living in a society that you and I have to be or give clarity to what people are living in because people are so afraid that if they go against whatever it is, they're going to look down upon, they're going to lose their job, all these things are going to happen. I was talking to somebody not too long ago in a very high position job and if he didn't give these certain pronouns, he was going to lose his job. What I'm getting at today, we are living and adversity, even as believers, but I'm here to say there is hope knowing that when we live in truth, God is saying, even though you're living in something difficult right now, and it might seem like a jungle or it might seem like a desert, I want you to know, as long as you're willing to believe and trust in the truth of what God says, speak it in love, live it in love, God will always honor, not you or me, he will honor his word. I see in our society, and I do see some, some good things that are changing. I have talked to so many people that are saying, man, Dallas, you know, and, and they don't go to church. They don't, you know, really profess anything. And they're saying, man, they're saying, what's happened? What is going on? We are called to be light. We are called to be who we are and, and, and show people that God's word has a way to live. And through that way, he says, he says I will give you, a, you today. I will give you a future and I will give you hope. Well, when it comes down to now our personal life and we see there, there's going to be persecution as Christians. I mean, I got so much backlash uh, I don't know when it was that I shared what I was just sharing today, not too long ago. But I still, 
I have to be willing to trust that God is going to take his truth and he's going to honor it and he's going to give us a future and a hope. The same way what he's doing in our church, he will do in your personal life. It's not easy. You feel adversity. There's persecution. But God is saying when you are with him, when God is with you, nothing can stand against you. No weapon formed against you will ever, ever prosper. So what does he say to build on that when it comes to your personal life? What is God doing when it comes to adverse situations? In Romans chapter 5, he gives us the example of what he is actually doing with what you're facing right now. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. You know, there is not one thing, there's not one thing that's on your heart today by the grace of Jesus Christ that you cannot come boldly through his throne room and you can talk to him about. Whatever it is, whatever your family's going through, whatever you're facing, whatever adverse situation that's taken place in your life, God is saying that there are blessings in store right now today. And you know what the greatest one is? That you don't know how it's going to work out. And he says, hey, I'm going to give you a way in that jungle. I'm going to give you a way and make a river in a desert. You're saying, man, how is this going to work out? In the meantime, he tells us right there what he's going to do. Part of the blessing. Don't miss this. Part of the blessing that Jesus gives you and I is peace. We just give it to him. God, I don't get this. I don't understand it. I don't know why I, uh, you might be going through a divorce or you might have cancer. Or all these, I don't know. But I know this. But I know as a believer... The things that I've gone through in life, the same as what you will go through in life, there is an overwhelming sense of peace that you can't explain to anybody else. Just for you, just for what you're going through. God is saying, when you are going through whatever it is, recognize, see it. He told us just the passage we read a minute ago. Don't you see it? Recognize, even though the situation is not fixed, the blessing already has started. God, you got this. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But you've given me such peace that, man, I can, I can go to better. How many times do I have to tell you some of the most powerful people in our society or in Hollywood talk about how anxious that they are? And you know what people say? I don't feel sorry. Why should I feel sorry? You know, they're famous. They're beautiful. They've got all the money you could ever think of. Why, you know, what's wrong with them? What's wrong with them is they're not sure about eternity. That's, That's what they're insecure about. And when life goes out of somebody in Hollywood, it shakes them because they're thinking, man, we are mortal. We're not as, you know, this could be next. It's all of us. But what does he continue to say? Verse 3. Not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing, uh, I don't think any of us jump up and down 
uh, when we get bad news from the doctor. Oh, doc, you know, you're not doing good. And th- you're going to have to have surgery. Oh, great, doc. I'm so glad we're going to go through that. I don't think that we do that, right? Well, what is he saying there? What, what, is he, what is God trying to tell us? Not only that, but we also glory in tribulations knowing. Here's the key. We glory because we know something. We know what is about to happen. This is what will take place. That in that tribulation, God is going to produce perseverance. Perseverance leads to our character. And that character that he builds in our life gives us hope. What does that hope do in verse 5? Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Didn't have to work for it, but we accepted Christ who was given to us. Hope does not disappoint. Hope doesn't disappoint. You know what? You know how many times people walk away from other people's situations, church, anything you can think of, because they had expectations. The greatest thing that pulls people down in our society when it comes to relationships is expectations. Well, I thought, I didn't think they would do that. I thought better that. Well, I can't believe that they did that. Why haven't they called me? All these different things. But God is saying, wait a minute, I want you to realize that I, can I tell you, whatever you face, whatever adverse situation that you go through, he is never, never going to let you down. Ever. What he wants us to see at the beginning of it, to, to experience that peace because we know what that verse says, he's never going to let us down. We're not going to be disappointed when we get on the other side of this. That's what gives us hope in the situation you're in right now. We give it to the Lord, and we say, Lord, I don't get this, but I know this. What I have to do as a pastor, what you have to do in your work situation, all these things that we're facing in our society, the persecution that takes place, I don't really get this. But you know what? God is saying, I want you to trust me. If you're willing to trust him today, right where you're at, you know something. You're already ahead of what is happening. Because the devil will come at you as hard as he can right through here. And he will make you doubt. He will make you think everything imaginable that you're thinking about that situation from the negative side, that it won't work. It's taken too long. I can't see how this is going to work. Here they go again. How long is this going to take? And with the Lord, we have a promise that when we hope in him, He's never going to disappoint us. Let's close with one more verse. James chapter 1 and verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Let me read it again. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. What's God telling us there? One of the greatest gifts that he gives us is that light 
that light is poured into our heart that we just read through the love of him, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to be able to see that situation differently than you've ever seen it before. Because God is going to light your life in such a way that he anoints your path. And the way that he does this every day and what you're trying to go down and navigate what you're going through right now, he says, right here it is. You know, as my dad was a pilot for all those years, thousands and thousands and thousands of hours, that he was so proficient as a pilot. And many times, this is how he flew. Let me show you this. This is how he would fly. It'd be like this. You say, what do you, what do you mean? It would be like this. In other words, he would say, he would turn around and he'd say, son, for a little while here, and my mom, and when we were flying, he said, uh, weather's not too good here. We're going to have to fly through the instruments. Not through what he saw, not through what you see, but we're going to have to fly through the instruments. In other words, he's going to rely on all the gauges in front of me that they're telling him the truth that the plane, this was happened, so many accidents have happened in the air that if someone is not proficient, they think the plane is flipped when it's still straight and they make the wrong decision and the plane crashes. What God is telling us, when you fly in instruments, you're flying by faith. You're trusting God. And you trust him right here when you cannot see what's ahead of you. You rely on the instruments. Here's all the instruments. It's all right here. There is not one situation that you're going to fly through that you're going to face that God has not already given you an answer right here. All we got to do is pick it up and read it. Every good gift, every perfect gift. I don't care whether it's peace. I don't care whether it's direction. Sometimes it could be financial. Sometimes it could be right then he gives you a decision on what to do with your kids. I don't know what it is, but I know that every good and perfect gift, when you are in adverse situations, the blessing is you know that God, through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, is always going to come through. And this is about more than just right here. There's a verse in the Bible I'll close with when it comes to promises because the devil, the devil will promise you everything and give you nothing. Do you know that? The devil will promise you everything in the long run. He'll give you, you know, in the, in the, in the end of time and in the, in the tribulation, the Antichrist is going to set up and says, as long as you take the mark of the beast, whether it's on your forehead or on, as long as you do that, you'll be able to eat, you'll be able to work, you'll be able to do all the things that you need to do. Everything's going to be good. All he's doing is lying. Because once they do that, they're not going to be able to eat. There's not going to be enough plentiful food. There's not going to be all those things. He's not going to give you anything that he's promised. He lies to you. Everything that he tells you is a lie. Every promise that he tells you will never work out right. Everything that God promises you, everything that Jesus says through the power of his spirit that is directing you, he will always come through and bless you. There, in other words, what that verse is saying, there's no shadow. God's not going to turn it and say, ah, you know, I meant it this way, but nah, it's not going to work that way for you. He doesn't work that way. He says, when I promise to give you what I'm going to give you, it's going to be perfect. In other words, everybody in here, all of us need to hear from Jesus in a different way. 
What you're going through is totally different than the person sitting next to you. And Jesus is saying, I know you so well as my child. I'm going to give you exactly what you need. I won't turn it, change it. It's going to be from heaven. It's going to be so bright that you're going to see it and you're going to be blessed from it. But you know what so many people do? It's found in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 18. Jesus is speaking to those of the day that are living here. And they wonder whether or not they should follow him. Because there's persecution going on. And they're saying, if they're following you, I mean, that really is not going to happen, is it? If we follow, I'm here to tell you today that you're going to get whacked a little bit as you follow the Lord's way. But you're going to be blessed. You know what it says that Jesus said in his own words? He tells us in Matthew 18, as he was speaking to the crowd of that day. He says, I'm going to tell you this. If you believe on me and you believe who I am, and you go through those adverse situations, it would be better for you if your hand is cut off, if your foot is cut off, and you enter into heaven than to be complete and have everything in this world and spend eternity in hell. It's better for you to have your eye, one of them, plucked out, and you have those adverse situations in this life, but because of that adverse situation, you'll be in heaven forever and you'll never experience hell. I'm here to tell you today, I, I don't understand why you have to go through what you do or what you've had to or how long it's gonna be, but I know this. I know in that adversity that you face, Jesus never leaves you and he never forsakes you. He knows if you've had a father or if you haven't had one. He will be there to comfort you in the situations in the middle of the night and you will have that peace. And he will bless you with that peace through the process of whatever that persecution is. And you know, if it wasn't for some of the adversity that I'd faced, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I am so grateful as I look back, I wouldn't change anything. And you will say the same exact thing. Because God is our heavenly father. And he knows exactly what we need. And no matter how the devil lies to us and says it'll be a better way if we follow him, it's not true. I'm here to tell you today as I close, trust these instruments. Trust when you can't see that Jesus will light your path and to know whatever you're facing. And God is gonna do something so amazing that you will look back and you say, Lord, I can't believe, Lord, if I... If I, if I wouldn't have done it, and that's what I think, son, Lord, if I just would have done something stupid, I, I wouldn't be here. It scares me sometimes. Know that if you just follow his path, man, the peace and the joy that comes from heaven and all the things, I'm here to tell you today, you're almost there. You're almost there. Don't quit. Don't give up. Know that that adverse situation you're facing, the blessings that God's going to give you if you just trust him. Let's pray. You know, as we do every week, there's so many people that watch online. And... Uh, I want you to know whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, God has had you tune in today or maybe through our app on YouTube or Instagram, whatever it might be, to give you hope. 
He never will disappoint. And you experience that through him. You say, Dallas, how is that? It's through his spirit. That's through what Jesus did. You say, well, I, I don't, I'm not quite there. I don't quite understand. It's because Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart. His spirit is touching you. He's telling you this is, this is him. He is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. All these people that are here today testify the same way I do. Couldn't have made it without him. And I want you to know all you have to do is believe who he is, accept him. Believe that he died on a cross for all your sins and he rose from the grave. You say, Dallas, what do I have to do? God tells us for whosoever, no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, or where you're at in life, how young, how old, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Pray with me right now. Jesus, I don't understand everything, but I believe that you're God's son and you came and walked this earth. You lived a perfect life for me. And for some reason, Jesus, I don't really know why you died for me, but you did. And I believe you died on a cross for all of my sins. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart, to forgive me, Jesus, for all of my sins. Cleanse me from all my unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for those that accepted you online or whatever it might be. We thank you that we always give an invitation. There's someone here today as we close this message that is searching just like that person online. Lord, let them know me. A friend, bring a friend or a family member and I can show them right now today has been leads us in this invitation. We invite them to know you, to find you as their savior. As Ben leads us in this invitation song. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life 
and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get it our church app through any of the um, streaming services. And we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.